This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. To the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. Just because your bum don't play tough, because he can reverse the air and turn your bones into dust. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, this week, I think it's going to get so much less weak, at least, at least for the next 45 minutes or so. But that's all we're worried about. We're going to, we're going to be on the line with A.B. Silver, and he is going to reveal what the show is all about for him and J5, guys. But uh, I got a new jam from Iceberg here on the drive. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. We'll play it. Here we go. Hold it now. Hit it. Like a lemon to a lime, a lime to a lemon. Do you feel sluggish or tired throughout the day? Have you ever thought the problem could be your liver? My liver. Your liver. My liver. Your liver cleanses your body of things like too much food and drink. And if it's all clogged up, you feel sluggish and tired. My liver. Your liver. But there is something you can do just for your liver. Liverite helps your liver work properly so you can feel more energized. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Rock and roll could never hip-hop like this. All right, it is me, and we are back. Iceberg. That was... That was funky fresh, and nevertheless, it was great. But man, your your mixes are getting a bit weird, dude. I I heard that liver pill commercial when I was watching uh when I was watching TNA wrestling the other day. Impact, I think it's called Impact Wrestling. I I didn't know you heard it too, man. Sometimes sometimes these commercials have like a weird weird musical quality to the way they uh to the way they do things. But let's move into. Let's move into the more important things that we have on the table. We are about to take... We're about to take a call from A.B. Silver, the agent to the stars, the agent to Johnny Five, the greatest robot actor of all the times. Is that is that how he sells himself? Any At any rate, we got him on the line right now. Emily, can you click it over for us, please? Yeah, here we go. Be ready. He's crafty. Don't worry, dude. He won't pull anything over on me. I'm I'm way too shrewd. We're connected to his office. Thanks, Emily. AB Silver, this is me, Icy Robots. Are you there? Hold for AB Silver. Please. Hold time is 48 Earth minutes. 48 Earth minutes? What the heck? Ha ha ha. Icy Robots, I am here. That was a bit of a joke. 
Oh, hey, AB, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I am known to be very funny. Yeah, dude, you are hilarious. That was a great joke. AB, I'm glad to have you here, but let's let's cut to the chase. What what can you tell us about your latest project? Oh, my friend, I can tell you lots. As a matter of fact, I have a trailer that you can play on the air if you like. Oh, yeah? You have a trailer? That's cool, man. I would I would love to hear it, and I think the people listening at home right now would also like to hear it, too. Let's check it out. Okay, but first you should say please. What? You want me to say please? You should say please. I am offering you an exclusive. The least you can do is say please play the trailer, A.B. Silver. Okay, fine. I, I don't disagree with you. A.B. Silver, could you please play the trailer? I would be glad to hear we go. Hello, it is I. A.B. Silver, Agent to the Stars. You know when I speak that, excitement and energy follows, innovation and most of all justice. Yes, you heard me right. Justice. The law and the order. Today I am here with my best amigo, Johnny Five of Short Circuit fame to tell you, the name of our latest syndicated TV program. Johnny, you tell them. Thank you A.B., I will. Step aside Judge Wapner you old bag of bones. Johnny Court is coming to lay down a law, robot style. Whoa! That was super exciting! If I understand it correctly, you guys are going to be putting out a syndicated TV show called Johnny Court? Is that... is that what I... what I was made to understand? Yes, that is correct. Johnny Court will soon be sweeping the nation and then the world. That's cool, man. I heard you say something in there about uh, Judge Wapner from the uh, from the People's Court. Well, Johnny will be replacing Judge Wapner, that old bag of bones, and he is rebranding the whole thing to Johnny Court. It will be quite fresh. Dude, I think I think Judge Wapner passed away a couple years ago, and I don't think that he's been on the court since like since like the '90s. I'm I'm not sure though, right? I neither know nor care. He is the past, and we are the future. Uh, okay. I am glad you think it's okay. Not. See, I am quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. This will be a good thing for all of us. Oh yeah? Do you think so? Uh, how's it gonna be a, a good thing for us? It will be good for you because I might be interested in buying ad space on your show. I mean, that's cool, but uh, the last- like, I think you still owe us from the, the last time with the, uh, with the Johnny coins. Oh, I will speak to accounting about that. They get behind on that stuff sometimes. It is an oversight. That's cool. I, I can imagine that a bunch of space pirates aren't the, uh, aren't the best accountants, but if you could get us that money, that would be great, but uh... I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you playing that trailer for us. I gotta admit, I'm excited for Johnny Court. I don't, I don't normally watch those daytime court shows, but uh, I will at least check this one out once or twice to see, see what it's all about. Oh, you will check it out once or twice. Don't do us any favors, amigo. It will for sure be a hit. We don't need you to watch if you don't want to. Dude, come on! I didn't say I didn't want to. It sure sounds like you don't want to. No, I do want to. I will check it out. Come on, don't don't get raw about it. I am considering taking my ads somewhere else. Oh yeah, like like where? Maybe to the Atari 2600 game by game podcast. That show is way more popular and also far more interesting. Yeah, I guess. I mean, both of those uh things are true though. But my show, my show's fun too, dude. He doesn't spend the whole show talking about his cat. 
I didn't spend the whole show talking about my cat, and I, I think he talks about his cats too from time to time. I, I think, right? Didn't he tell a story about how his how his cats wrecked the floor of his uh, game room one time? He did, and it was very entertaining. Me and J5 listened to all of his episodes, and we love them all. Yeah, me too, but you, you like my show too, right? Your show is very hit or miss, plus you hardly talk about toys. And Toys R Us is out of business. The whole thing makes no sense anymore. I talk about toys all the time. Like I opened Amigo on the air just like the other the other week. And plus, you know, it's like an homage to Toys R Us. It's like an homage to the days of the past, to the days that we all we all yearn to go back to. If you say so. Listen, Chief, I have to go. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, AB Silver, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for playing that trailer. Smell you later. All right, there you got it, dude. Right from the speaker of AB Silver. Looks like looks like we're going to be in for Johnny Court. The new show sweeping the nation. They're going to be taking over the the syndicated mantle from a uh, from Judge Wapner and they will they'll be laying it down robot style. That that's cool. Uh hopefully we will learn more about that in the future, but as for now, I'm glad to know what the secret was. We we can all lay, we can lay our heads out in peace, knowing that, that Johnny Five will be protecting us robot style. Uh, let's, uh, let's go into, uh, at the movies, I guess. Here we go. Bye. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? Will be the greatest show the world has ever seen. Come with me. Into the future. You're a miracle, Allison Dumbo. Wow! Are you ready? Hey, it's me, and I am back. This is the segment of the show known as At The Movies. I don't know if you can hear that, but if you um, if you listen, like, really, really, really close, I, I think you can hear they, they're using a saw, like, four or five pods over from where we are. That's what, that's what they call the segmented areas of the, of the undersea base. They're doing something, they're... They're laying some kind of pipeline out, and I, I don't know, I've been waiting for a long time hoping they would stop, but they, they don't seem to be, so if you can hear that in the back, that's what it is. Maybe if you're wearing, like, if you're wearing, like, earbuds, you may be able to pick it up if you turn the volume up, but at any rate, I, I saw Dumbo with the family this past weekend. This is the, this is the new 2019 live action version of Dumbo. I am, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I'm not the, I'm not the biggest traditional Disney file in the world. I, I don't have a big background with a lot of these Disney films like, well, Dumbo, for example. I know that I've seen Dumbo, I saw it in school when I was a kid, but I, I don't have any, like, like, specific memories of the movie. I know it's about an elephant that can fly, and I... I probably would not have seen this at all, except I, I was in something, I forget what it was, and the, the trailer for this came on, and it was, it was like absolutely fantastic. They, 
they really did a great job of capturing the wonder that one would feel seeing an actual elephant fly around. And I, I turned to the kid 2.0 and I'm like, that looked pretty good. And she's like, that was a perfect movie trailer. We have to, we have to see that. So it was decided that day that when this movie came out, we would all go and go. We all, we all did. We saw it on a Sunday, like 1230 on a, on a Sunday morning, we got our tickets in advance. I thought that this would, I thought this would be like a more populated movie than it was. There were a lot of people in there, but I thought it would be like, I thought it would be like jam packed and it was not, it was not that. So I was a bit, a bit surprised. The movie was directed by Tim Burton, who we all know from, from such uh, amazing movies as A Nightmare Before Christmas or Edward Scissorhands, or from other not-as-great movies like Batman 89. Aw, thanks, you guys. You guys are too much. There's another Batman 89 connection in this movie in that the, the main villain is played by, played by the villainous Michael Keaton, the most villainous dude to ever, to ever wear the, uh, the bat armor. I... That's one of my main beefs with Batman 89. Dude's wearing goofy armor. That's one of my beef with all the, all the Batman movies. When I, when I picture Batman moving, when I'm reading a Batman comic, when I'm reading detective comics or whatever, I, I see him moving like really sleekly, like really, really fluidly, like the, like the, like the garments are just like, they're flipping in the wind and the cape is flipping and flowing. And when you, when you see him in real life, he's like encased in a plastic shell, which I understand in real life, you'd have to, you'd have to wear armor, you'd have to protect yourself, but it's not, it's not what I picture. So I, I have a beef with a lot of these live action Batman movies to, to tell the truth, but to get back, to get back to Dumbo, there's Eva Green in it as well. And I, oh, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito's in it. He's, Danny DeVito's a legend, man. He is an all-time legend of cinema. I don't think that he gets credit for being the the genius performer that he is. Sure, everybody knows Danny DeVito is really good, and everybody thinks he's really great. But the dude is the dude is amazingly talented, and he carries a lot of the early part of the movie. He plays the circus owner that that Dumbo comes up in. He's He's like a, he's like a father figure, like a financial father figure to a, to a young Dumbo, baby Dumbo, as it were. I thought this movie, I thought it was a lot of fun. I am not bogged down with memories of the original Dumbo, which, which could be a hindrance. I have read that there are parts that go off the original script, but I, I don't have the memories of it in that way that I can point out any kind of any kind of inaccuracy. So to me, this was really like in a lot of ways new and fresh and I I liked it a lot. I was looking at the at the elephants, you know, the uh the CGI elephants Dumbo and Dumbo's mother. I haven't I haven't like broken down the plot because I'm assuming you guys know the basis of the plot. So there's Dumbo, there's Dumbo's mom, Dumbo can fly, Dumbo gets separated from his mom and so on and so forth and I I was looking at the elephants, like I said, and I'm thinking, these really look amazing. His mother, if you, if you took somebody from, say, like, 1985, and you, you sat them down in front of Dumbo, and you didn't show him any of the scenes where Dumbo was flying, you just, you just showed him the elephants walking around, he, he would in no way suspect that these were not real elephants. I was, I was super impressed. There's, 
There's no doubt in your mind that when you see Dumbo flying, you are actually seeing a Dumbo fly. It's it's amazing to me. I'm not like a big mark for CGI. I think that a lot of times they go way overboard. But in this, you just have the characters doing elephant stuff outside of flying. So you don't really doubt that what you're seeing is real as much as when you're watching like Spider-Man and he's like ping-ponging off the walls and stuff. Of course, a lot of the backgrounds are also CGI. There's scenes of an amazing, just an absolutely amazing amusement park that is all all computer generated. But man, I I do have to give it up. They've come so far with this stuff that if they don't if they don't overdo it, if they don't try to get too tricky, if they just if they just try to be realistic, they they can fool you a lot of times. I, I don't know. I gotta give it up. I, I just gotta, I gotta give it up to the dudes behind this Disney animated stuff. I, I was thinking on these live action Disney movies. So far, what have I seen that was these live action Disney cartoons? I've seen Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. I thought that was, I thought that was really good. I saw this. I thought this was I thought this was a lot of fun as well. I I think that may be it. I'll probably see The Lion King. The The family wants to see that. I don't, I don't think so much that I'll go see Aladdin. I'm not a big fan of Aladdin. I, I never had it connect with me the way that it has with some other people. Same with The Lion King. It never, it just never directly connected with me. I, I'm just not like big into the, into the Disney animated. So, I was surprised at how much I I liked Dumbo. I've seen that critically it's not it's not doing that well and I wonder how much of that is because people are bogged down with what they what they know of the Dumbo tale from their from their youth. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was really moved when I saw Dumbo fly. I I don't know. It almost literally brought a tear to my eye the first time Dumbo's up there. And they're, they're trying to get him to fly, and he's scared to fly, but he does it, and he soars. He soars around the inside, and he goes out. I, I was just really, really moved. I, I felt that, that inkling of a, of a tear coming out of the eye. It didn't quite, didn't quite make it out all the way, but every time he flew, to be honest, there, there was that inkling of a tear. This movie really, really moved me. I, I don't know, dude. I just... Maybe I was emotional that day. You never, you never know. Some days you're, some days you're just more in tune with your emotions and things seem to affect you a little bit more than they do other days. This may have been, this may have been one of those. Or maybe the movie was really great. I don't know. Either way. Let's see. Right now on Tomatoes, it is 49% with the critics and 59% with the peeps. People aren't loving it that much. I, I thought it was fine. It plays for just under two hours. Uh, what else can we glean from this? Let's, let's see if there is any more pertinent info here on Tomatoes that we, that we may need to know. I, I am not really all that sure that there is. I'm, I'm stalling right now while I'm waiting for it to load. The internet down here is, it's just awful. I was hoping to get some of the box office info. I know, I know it did really well. It did not do as well as, as some of the Disney executives would have liked, but I'm sure, sure it's going to turn a profit in the end. So don't, don't worry about it all that much, Walt Disney the third. Let's see. On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and give Dumbo a real solid... 3.5 mics. 3.5 mics. 
4.5 mics. Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. It's game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. Because of the 30-minute special programs which follow, the Waltons will not be presented tonight. This week, I see Robot has a little extra time so he wants to talk about comic books for a few minutes. Just indulge him. Yeah, man, just indulge me, and plus, it might be good. You never know. I... I've been wanting to do this for a while. What I'm what I'm going to do over the next few minutes is just kind of go over the comics that I am presently subscribed to and I'll I'm going to give like an overview, like a brief overview of what's going on in these. It may it may be interesting because I only really subscribe to like mainstream comics. I I don't have any indie titles on the list at the moment. It's all it's all Batman and Supermans and stuff like that. And I don't know, maybe you're a bit curious what Batman is up to nowadays. Well, this might this might be a good opportunity for you to find out. I switched all of my subscriptions over to an online an online thing when comics for the win shut down. I I didn't want to go to the other shop here in town. I I got beef with those guys. Not not major beef. And for the most part, the beef has been squashed. I've gotten some good service over there lately, but I I didn't want to have to subscribe and go in there every week. So I decided I would do it online at a at a store called Comic Zone. The Comic Zone is... It is in New York State somewhere. I I picked these guys almost at random. I just googled online comic subscriptions. And they were... They were like the third or fourth one that came up. Golden Apple in New York is the one that comes up first. But all of the... They all had what I considered to be high shipping. Except for... Except for Comic Zone. They... They pretty much hit it right on the nose. I ship... I ship a lot of things out through eBay, so I I have an idea of how much something should cost. And these places were all they were doubling what I considered to be the the standard shipping fee. And I understand there's some handling involved and you gotta buy you gotta buy a box and all that stuff. But that's all that's all part of the uh, cost of doing business, you know. You don't you don't double the actual shipping rate and toss it at the customers. That's me. That's what I think. I ended up at Comic Zone because I felt like they were a little uh a little more affordable as it, as it was. And so far, the service has been great. You go online and you you just uh, pick the comics that you want and you hit add subscription and they, they start pulling them out every every month for you. And then you can pick the, uh, the frequency at which they send them to you. I get them once a month. At first, I was getting them every two weeks. But that just, that just doubles the amount of shipping. You know, you get your comics more frequently, but some weeks you may only get like one comic or two comic and then they comics and then they 
And then you add on the shipping and you're paying like three times the price of the actual book. So I decided to switch it to once a month, which is working out great. I presently get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine comics a month. At times I've had up to like 12 or 13. Recently I had a couple of miniseries. I had this Dick Tracy miniseries that I really liked, but that ended and I was reading this Freedom Fighter miniseries that I, I decided to drop it when it came to the house, right? And I, I looked at it and I was like, what is this? I couldn't, I couldn't remember what was going on. I'm like, if you can't remember what's going on, you don't need to pay four bucks for it. So I canceled, I canceled that. I only really want to get books that I enjoy. I want all of them to be something that like brings me happiness or brings me something, something positive. I can't even remember what's going on. I don't need to have it. So I've whittled it. I've whittled it down to nine. At points, when I was when I was over at Comics for the Win, I've had it up near like fifteen titles because once I subscribed to something, I felt a little bad canceling it because I I wanted to help support Chris. I wanted to help keep him afloat, and I I didn't want to take like money out of his uh out of his proposed budget or whatever. But um, now it's just Comic Zone. It's all online. It's all anonymous. I don't I don't have any kind of trepidations about canceling anything if something's not. Something's not making me stoked. Out it goes. For example, I also recently canceled G.I. Joe. I've been reading G.I. Joe for like a couple years now. Since I since I started subscribing to Comics Again. Of course, I read it back in the 80s and stuff. But I, I got back into it because I, I had heard that Larry Hama was uh, going to be going to be doing the book. And I said, hey man, that's dope. So I've been checking that out. But I I have to say, I'm just not enjoying it all that much. It's still, it's still fun. It's still good, but a lot of the Joes that I know aren't around anymore, and there's a lot of new Joes. I, I get that too. The comic's been running since the 80s, so it's not like, it's not like Stalker and them are still gonna, still gonna be hanging and clanging around the pit, but, um, I, I just wasn't really feeling the new Joes that much, and I, I gave it like three months, I said. I wanted to cancel it, but I go, I'll I'll check out a couple more, see if I like it. And then I didn't really like it. Another one came, I didn't really like it. Another one came, didn't really like it. There was there was a recent issue where they talked about the origin story of the Baroness that I thought was pretty good. And they did the they did the origin of Destro. Both of those are pretty good and worth worth checking out. If you're ever like flipping through the dollar bin over at your uh, LCS and you you see the origin of Destro. It's worth checking out. You'll you'll be a little surprised. The Baroness is one. It's completely surprising. You'll you'll get a kick out of that too. Check it out if you get the chance. Let's uh let's get started on the comics. We'll just go through these in alphabetical order. I'm only gonna I'm only gonna do a second or so on each. This isn't this is gonna move quick. Don't worry about it. The first one is Action Comics. Action Comics is of course the the flagship title of all DC comics. It is. It's the one with Superman. It is, it's presently being written by Brian Michael Bendis, who jumped over from, uh, from Marvel. This, this got me super hyped to see him working with some new characters and stuff. So I, I jumped on that right when he, right when he got to it. And so far it's been, it's been pretty fun. He's introduced a few new characters. There's a, there's a new fire chief gal that, that I don't know, man. She seems like she might be flirting with uh, Superman a bit. I I uh, am curious to see where that's going. He started off with a mystery where where Lois Lane was missing. It's it's been pretty fun right now. Let me let me see how I can break this down without without giving too much away. In the current storyline, Jimmy Olsen knows some kind of a secret, and Cobra 
and Checkmate and Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad are all all making moves to get a hold of him before before this info comes out. We don't know what it is. It's promised to be the biggest mystery in the history of the multiverse. So we'll see how that turns out. I I don't know, man. You can't promise something like the biggest mystery in the history of the multiverse without without delivering something dynamite. I I like seeing like Amanda Waller. Back in the comics, I like seeing, like, the Suicide Squad and all these guys. These were, these were my dudes back in the day when Jerry Ostrander was all up in that. So it's cool, cool to see them back. It's cool to see, like, Checkmate. They were, they were like a chess-themed agency in the, in the spy universe of DC. It's fun, fun to see those guys. And also, I'm super curious what this big secret is, dude. This is Brian Michael Bendis, the guy who wrote Alias, the guy who wrote Daredevil. Well, We'll see what that is. The next comic alphabetically is Archie. Everything's Archie. You get free Archie toys and Paul cereal. Honeycomb's got a free jumping Archie. Veronica, Jughead, or Archie. Archie. Archie is, of course, the flagship title of Archie Comics. It is the wacky adventures of Archie Andrews and his pals, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, Reggie, Dilton, Doily, you name it, Moose. Midge, I, I could go on and on, Tony Topaz, Kevin, Kevin Keller, I, I've been reading Archie for a while, I, I dig his wholesome shenanigans, dude, this isn't, this isn't the Archie of, like, the Archie Double Digest, this is more, more of, like, a teenage, teenage-oriented Archie, there's a lot of romance, there's a lot of, a lot of silly adventures and stuff, at first, when I was getting into this, the title was written by Mark Wade. And he wrote it for many a moons, and it was, it was a lot of fun. They, they hit the point of issue number 700, which is, that's a big deal. That's a lot of issues, and at that point, they switched up the creative team, and they brought in, they brought in some new folks. I, I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but the, the book is still quality. It's still fun. They started a storyline where Archie, Archie is having some kind of a secret romance, with uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Betty and Veronica are Betty's turned into Betty the Super Sleuth and she's she's out there trying to find out what what Archie's hiding. I don't even know why he's hiding it. Maybe maybe he doesn't want to make uh, Betty and Veronica any crazier than they are by letting him know that there's uh, another chick out there fighting for his affection, but it's still fun. It's still cool. There's also there's also like a mystery. Reggie's dad, uh, who is who is the owner of the newspaper in the comic, he he's gone missing, and they've they've been working with Jughead. Jughead, Jughead in these recent iterations of the comic, he's he's quite smart. He's quite crafty. He's very very good at solving a mystery. Very good at puzzles and such. And they they being Reggie Reggie Mantle have gone out and they brought in Jughead to see if he can get to the bottom of a. Uh, what happened to Mr. Mantle and what happened that night that they they took him from the Riverdale Register by force. <laughs> okay, uh, the next comic alphabetically is Batman. Batman is written by Tom King. It comes out twice a month, which is, which is pretty interesting because it's like really, really high quality. The art is good. It has like a real simple style. It looks, it looks kind of old timey. I, I really do like it. Tom King's a really good writer, man. This is this is a good comic. Let's, uh, let's see. What's going on in the current storyline is that somebody like the Scarecrow, uh, Scarecrow, or whatever, has Batman trapped inside of a dream and he can't seem to make his way out. It's, it's taking him through, like, different, different life paths that he's taken and stuff. Normally I don't, I don't go for the dream stuff, but I, 
I'm digging this. It has, it has so far had a guest appearance from John Constantine, which was really neat. And the question, the Vic Sage question just showed up. So that was, that was pretty good too. I, I'm digging this. I, I have liked the previous storylines a bit better than this one. While, while I do think this is better than a lot of dream things, I, I really just don't go for like dream imagery. So I, I feel like I'm just kind of like, I'm putting up with this one until it's over and they move on to the, on to the next storyline, which I'm sure will be great. Tom King is, he's one of the top writers in comics right now. And he's, he's really doing a good, uh, good take on the bat. The next comic on my list is another Archie. It's Betty and Veronica. Betty Cooper is my favorite of all the Archie characters. I like, I like her wholesome values and her tenacious detective skills. I don't know. I like her. If you ask me. Who do you prefer, Veronica or Betty? It's going to be Betty. Betty all day. I I signed up for this book even before it came out. You can you can check things that may not exist at the time, like in hope that they may exist in the future. And I I picked Betty and Veronica because I like to I like to see their wacky adventures. And when this one when this one started showing up, I have to admit I am I'm a bit disappointed. I don't I don't think the art is up to even, like, professional comic standards. It's it's drawn by somebody named Lanz. L-A-N-Z. And I, I just don't dig it. I couldn't even, I couldn't even really tell you what's going on in the present storyline. So this one, this one may be on the chopping block soon. I would, I would feel bad for giving, uh, giving Betty the chop. But the book's not great. The art is... The art is super poor. I just, I keep hoping it'll pick up. The covers, the covers are really good. The covers for the first two were great. It's presently, it's presently on three. It's a five-issue miniseries. I might just suffer through, but I don't know. Betty and Veronica's on the chop. The, the next one, the next one on my list is a book known as Kick-Ass. This year, any ordinary person can be a superhero. Oh, yeah. You want to go fight some crime? No, it's not that kick-ass. It's not Dave Lazuski. It's not Hit Girl. It's nothing like that. It's an all-new, all-fun tale of kick-ass by Mark Miller. In this one, in this one, kick-ass is a gal. She is a, she's like a, uh, I don't know what war she was in. She's a war vet. She was somewhere overseas in the Middle East, and she came back. She found her life in ruins, and... She decided to embark on a uh, life of crime, I guess. She goes out there and she uses her skills to to rob other criminals. Over time, she goes from being like just a robber to actually running the streets. She figures the, the best way to clean up the streets is if she's in charge. And she becomes the big boss. I I don't know. I like it. I think it's fun. I think Mark Miller is a good writer. I... I'm curious where they're going with this character, but when, when it first came out, this one, this one was real controversy, a lot of incels started jumping out and saying how this was like some social justice warrior stuff because they turned Kick-Ass into a gal, I don't think it's anything like that, Kick-Ass retired and this is, this is the story Mark Miller wants to tell, why don't you, why don't you just sit down, read it and see whether you like it or not before you, before you judge something based on the, uh, gender of the of the character, they didn't turn Kick-Ass into a girl, they got a, they got a new Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass is, the Dave Lazuski Kick-Ass's story has gone all the way to the end, he got like 
four or five books. He retired from being kick-ass and he went into went into the police force or something. This is this is an all new thing. Just give it a shot, dude. I don't I don't know. Give things a shot before you start jumping out and calling people I don't know public crusaders or whatever. This is fun. I enjoy it. It's not it's not like my favorite book. I do. I do like reading it every month. It's super violent. It's super profane. But it is, it's cool. Let's see, uh, what is next? Next on the list is another book by Brian Michael Bendis. I'll tell you, man, when he jumped over to DC, that that was, like, really exciting to me. Up until that point, I, I don't even know if I was reading any DC titles. But I was also starting to fall out of love with Marvel. When I first got into comics, I was all DC. All DC all the time. Then I... Then I flipped and I became all Marvel all the time. But I I don't so much like the tone and the look of the of the Marvel books presently. They're they're going out of their way to integrate the movie lore into the comics, which I I one hundred percent understand. I get it. You gotta do what you can do to try to get a new fan base. You can't cater to me. Eventually I will pass off this uh this mortal coil. Hopefully like 85 or 95 years from now. But eventually I will. So you got to keep the business going by appealing to younger fans. And the, the way to do that is to integrate some of the movie lore. But it doesn't it doesn't speak to me in that way. So I have, I have moved on to DC. Naomi is the first character. There may... There may have been some characters in Action Superman. I take that back. This is this is the first original title that Bendis has launched over at DC. It's called Naomi, and it's the story of a young gal, Naomi, who's trying to she's trying to solve some mystery that is going on in her town. I I've only read, I believe, the first two, so the story the story hasn't unfolded all the way yet. All we know is that she was she was adopted. Some mysterious circumstances are going on, and I don't know. They're promising this is going to be a big deal, so I, I'm eager to follow along. It hasn't like, it hasn't like grabbed a hold of me yet, but I, I'm holding out hope. Naomi Brian Michael Bendis. It's, it's not bad. The, the next one is another DC title, another one written by Bendis. This is Superman. Superman. Superman is awesome. If you're going to only read a few comics, you should probably read Batman and Superman because they're they're like the flagship characters of all of comics. In in Superman, they're telling the story of a journey that Superman's son John took with Jor-El out into space. I I don't so much go for space tales, believe it or not, but I I am enjoying this on the cover of the most recent issue, issue number 9. They show the crime syndicate, the the alternate universe version of the Justice League, the evil, the evil Justice League. And I'm always hyped to see the crime syndicate in the in the story when Jonathan leaves to go to space with Jor-El. He he's like a youth, like a little small youth. And when he comes back, there was something going on with like a black hole or time. I don't know. But when he. When he returns, he's a teenager, and his parents, Clark and Lois, are, of course, furious. Imagine, imagine missing all the good years. All the years when your baby's a baby, and they're cute, and they're fun, and getting him back as a, as a grouchy teenager. I don't know, man. I, I would be pretty mad myself. The, the next title is one I have been reading for, I don't know, man. 
I've been reading this consecutively for a long time. This is a comic known as The Walking Dead. I don't think I need to explain what The Walking Dead is. It's like the most popular thing in the universe. It's a it's a zombie story with Rick and Michonne and Carl and all these all these guys. I I like this. It's it's real slow going. Every issue it seems like only only a couple things happen, but I've been reading it so long that these these characters are almost like people I know, if that makes any sense. They've They've been in my life every month for years and years and years. And it's nice, it's nice just to see what they're up to. Even if it's, even if it's only a little thing. Sure, the comic's not as exciting as it used to be when it first came out. But it's still, it's still fun. I still enjoy it. I, I don't want to give any spoilers away because they're getting pretty close to where they are in the comics on the, on the TV show. Which I also watch, which I also enjoy. And I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Let's say they have encountered a new community and things may things may not be as they seem. That's that's pretty much every storyline in The Walking Dead. So I don't feel like I'm spoiling a lot by by saying that it's always fun, it's always great. What I what I really like about The Walking Dead is they have a really vibrant letter page. I'm a I'm a letter page aficionado. I like to I like to see what other people think. I like to see what the creators have to say about what happened in each issue. I know that uh, all this stuff is moved online. I'm sure if you go to like the DC message board or the Marvel message boards, the people are doing the same thing. But I, I like having it in the comic. I like getting to the end of the comic and there's a few more extra pages of letters. I don't know. It's something I've always dug. And the letter page is, it's very vibrant. Kirkman and Adlard, they they answer questions every month. I I definitely appreciate that. And finally... We are at the last comic that I read on a monthly basis. This is a comic known as Young Justice. Young Justice is another Brian Michael Bendis book. For whatever reason, he decided this was a title he wanted to write. I I never foresaw a day when I would be reading a Young Justice comic. But here, here we are. It's only, I think I have it right here. Let's see, I brought it, I brought it down here with me to read. It's only on the third one issue number three so far, so it hasn't, it hasn't really had, like, a, like, a chance to, uh, really explode or anything, but so far, there's, like, a, there's, like, a Superboy and a Kid Flash, I think his name is Impulse, I don't know, there's, like, the great-great-granddaughter of Jonah Hex, I think her name is Jenny Hex, I, I don't really know all what's going on right now, they're in, like, Gym World, do you remember Amethyst, Princess of Gym World, this, this 80s comic property, they, they've decided to revisit that, I, I don't know, I'm giving this one a chance, I'm not hating it, or anything, but these aren't, like, characters I'm all, all, like, super familiar with, but I, I like Brian Bendis, I'm gonna give him a shot, I'll give him at least, like, five or six issues before I, before I dump it, not everything he's ever written has been amazing, but for the most part, everything he writes is pretty good, so I don't know, you get the benefit of the doubt, there you got it, guys, that is what I read on a monthly basis. I do have room for a couple more. So if you guys have any recommendations of books I might enjoy, hit me up. It's the at sign and I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S or on Facebook, facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Let's move into the final thing. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. 
You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me and I am back. We are, we're really pushing up against it right now. We, we didn't save a lot of time for the final segment, but don't worry, man. We'll still have some fun. I am, I'm reaching for something here. I hope you can, I hope you can stand me moving away from the mic. I recently bought a comic book. I bought it, I bought it like three weeks ago, but I haven't had the chance to bring it up on the, on the show. It is Tales of Suspense. Featuring Iron Man and Captain America number 75. It was it was 12 cents originally. I paid nine bucks. I thought that was a good deal. It is it is the first appearance of one of my favorite Captain American villains. A dude that goes by the name of Baytrock the Leaper. Baytrock is he's like a French terrorist who uses he uses the power of Savat to fight Captain America. He actually made an appearance in a Marvel movie. He was he was played by a uh, GSP, George St. Pierre, the UFC Hall of Famer in Captain America the Winter Soldier. They had they had a terrific fight the two of them. I I've always dug Baytrock because he's like he's just like a regular dude who trains super hard and he's going up against Captain America who I love, but we all have to admit is on super steroids with only only the power of French foot fighting. You gotta, you gotta love that. But if that's all there was in this book, Baytrock the Leaper's first appearance, that would be well worth it. But there, there is more, there is significantly more. Two other, two other important characters make their first appearance in this book. The first one is somebody known as Peggy Carter. You might have, you might have heard of her. You might have seen her. She was in one of the Captain America movies. She had her own program for a while. On the screen, she was played by the lovely Haley Atwell. I I understand this character has a giant following that people were really up in arms when the show got canceled. I I was not aware that this was her first appearance. She only appears she appears in a flashback. It's not a it's not a linear appearance. But this is the first time they've mentioned a character named um. Margaret Carter, a.k.a. Peggy Carter. But on top of that, you get the first appearance of Sharon Carter, Agent 13, who was in... She was in Captain America Winter Soldier. She was played by Emily Van Camp, who we all know from the the classic WB TV show, Everwood. I I like Emily Van Camp. I've always I've always wanted her to have a, have a big career like Chris Pratt. I, I understand she's doing quite well. She has a show. On one of the networks right now. I'm not sure what it is, but I, I've heard that it's doing well. I, I know not. Sharon Carter is Captain America's girlfriend in the, in this story. So I don't know. I thought that was dope. I was, I was just looking through some. I forget what comic website it was, but I was looking around and I, I started thinking about Baytrock the Leaper. So I decided to look up his first appearance and I saw it was this book. So then I went on eBay and I just. I wanted to see what one of these was going to cost, and I saw somebody had just posted one, and they only wanted $9. The The edge of the binding is a bit off. It's not it's not perfect, but the the corners are crisp. This is, this is a pretty good-looking book to me for something that came out in 1966. That was, that was crazy long ago. It's surprising to me that any, any kind of a comic book even exists from that era, the way, the way people cared about comics back then, you know, just read it. Chuck it over his shoulder. I, I'm surprised when I see anything that's even this nice. So I, I think I got a bargain. The cover's not. It's not like exactly white. It has some aging, but it's, 
it's a cool book with some cool character, and it's just, it's just for me, and I'm not, I'm not that big of a condition junkie. Let's see, we got, we got a government mandated PSA right now. Why don't we, why don't we get that out of the way, and then we will be right back. If you're one of three million Americans who ride a motorcycle, be a man. Motorcyclist against noise. Today's modern motorcycles are engineered to run quietly. Quietly enough to meet present and projected U.S. government anti-noise standards. To keep them quiet, be a man. Motorcyclist against noise. Avoid unnecessary acceleration. I guess I could agree with all of that. I... I get annoyed when people are noisy. I get annoyed when a noisy motorcycle goes by my house. But, uh, I don't know what that has to do with being a man. Because it's okay for ladies to ride motorcycles, too. What about, what about, like, Pinky Tuscadero? Or whatever. Dude, come on. It's not like that. No? Then what is it like? I don't know. It is an acronym. Oh, yeah? What does it stand for? Motorcycle Dudes. Against noise. Did you even pay attention? No, not really. I didn't do that, but I at least got that. Pay more attention at least 30%. Like I do. Emily out. Finish the show. Geez, somebody's somebody's cranky today. I'll I'll pay more attention next time. I just I zoned off, dude. I, I was thinking about something else. I don't even remember what it was. After after getting scolded like that, I I've completely forgot. But I I definitely can appreciate the sentiment of the uh, motorcycle dudes against noise, man. It's a, uh, it's annoying when somebody keeps whipping by your house and they're just like, they're just like popping wheelies or doing whatever, uh, ghost riding the whip. I don't, I don't know the names of any motorcycle tricks. What's that one? What's that one when you're like standing on the handlebars? It's annoying when dudes drive by your house and they're, they're doing that. But uh, I think I, I think we're getting near getting ready to call it a day, Emily. Don't worry, we're gonna. We're gonna end the show soon enough. I, uh, I only got one more thing on my note card here. It says, action figure box. I was at the Mojo Sales flea market this past Sunday, and I was, I was making good time. I don't know, I wasn't finding a lot of stuff, so I was far ahead of the, of the old wife. We split up. We go separate ways, hopefully finding, finding different things. But I was, I was far ahead, so I decided to look at a vendor that I don't, I don't normally look at the guy has decent stuff, but I I don't really know what's up with this. He's one of the he's one of the dudes who won't sell me stuff. If I if I ever find anything in his booth, he always gives me a hard time about it. He he names some crazy price, or a lot of times he goes, "It's not it's not for sale." I I don't know, so I just I don't I don't look. And I I had the time, like I said, so I I kind of was looking around in there, and he had a big box of like. It was mostly looked like fast food toys, but I, I found a Batgirl figure, a Batgirl animated figure, and I found, I found an R2D2, a 77 R2D2 in there, and I, I was pulling those out, and the guy, the guy comes up behind me, and he goes, hey, you can have the whole box for five bucks. So I, I said, mm, it was a pretty big box. I said, yeah. Okay, so I, I gave it to the dude, and I, I took the box, and I walked over to my, um, to my brother-in-law's booth. He had a booth this week, and then asked him if I could, if I could stash it there. Because it was probably, like, it was probably 30 or 40 pounds worth of stuff. Most of it, most of it looked to be garbage, but the R2-D2 and the Batgirl animated were, they were worth, uh, they were worth five bucks. So I decided, eh, why not? It'll be fun to poke through. So I... 
eventually, you know, I brought it home and I'm going through it in the garage and I found it is a Kenner Superpowers Samurai. Samurai is one of the hard to find ones. I I don't know if I've ever seen this figure on the flea market circuit. I know, I actually know. I've never seen it on the flea market circuit. I may have seen it at like toy shows or whatever, but I I myself have never owned this guy and I'm I'm pretty stoked to uh to get up on him. He's like a $30, $40 figure even without even without his tunic and his sword, if you have those, it can jump up to like a hundred bucks. I, I understand a lot of dudes are into, uh, they're into Kenner's superpowers. I am myself. I don't have a lot of them. I only have a few. I have Firestorm. I have the Martian Manhunter. But they're pretty pricey, especially if you want them with their capes. And I definitely, I definitely do. So I was, I was pretty jazzed to get his, like, dirty. But I, I don't know. It's still gonna be... It's still gonna be pretty fun to dig through there and see what else I can pull out. I... I don't know. Let's... Let's hop on out of here. If you... If you want to reach out to me, please do so at IC Robots on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash IC Robots is the... Is the Facebook place to be. That's where... That's where I feel like I post the most stuff. So if you want to get down, go over... Go over there. But I... I do check the tweets. I... I would appreciate if you would consider becoming a show patron. You can find out all about that over at supportthereport.com. I try to I try to get an extra show out per month. We recently had a we had a pretty fun episode, the patron only show number seven. That's one that's one I'm really digging on. That's my baby right now. It's a lot of a lot of me talking hooey in the garage, a lot of me out and about doing stuff, using my pocket recorder to get sounds, having Having a good time, having a good life, going to the bowling alley, going to the arcade, going over to the to the donut shop to get up on some donuts. It's fun. People tell me it's great. I think it's great. You can become a show patron for as little as a dollar a month. It's not even it's not even a big deal. And I gotta admit, even more so than the money, it makes me feel great that anybody would consider helping out in that way. So if you wanna, if you wanna help me feel great, and I know you do, consider becoming a show patron. Supportthereport.com. You can get all, all the patron shows for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love if you gave more, but a dollar's great. There's a ton of, there's a ton of fun stuff. It's definitely, definitely worth a dollar, and all of it's downloadable, so you can keep it. You don't gotta worry about having to, having to pay every month to get access. Once you do it, it's yours. It's an amazing bargain. So. Please consider that, and this is me, Icy Robots, episode number 191, the one where I talked about comics, so for me, Engineer Emily, A.B. Silver, Johnny Five, everybody else out there in the world, if you don't know, I know. has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported indie If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting.
KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California. Your liver. Avoid unnecessary acceleration. My liver.